You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you for fellowship, the fellowship of the believers. In this fellowship, there is a purpose. Thank you for the clarity of that purpose. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for expression. And thank you, O oh God, for the thought that is a pattern in the meeting of the believers. It's the thought that Jesus is lifted and exalted above every other voice. Your voice reigns in this house. Your voice reigns in every heart. Darkness has no place. Light comes. The word comes in accuracy, precision. Thank you that our lives can never be the same again. You are exalted and we are edified in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we are continuing with living heaven on earth, part two. And we realize that God has a design. God has a purpose. And we were created to live in that purpose. Praise God. All right, so we realize that God called the Israelites as a nation peculiarly and used them as a typification, as an example for what God wants to do in our days. Amen? Now, God had a plan right from the beginning, but man did not yield to God's plan. So because of the fall, there were things that were happening that God didn't want to happen, but God has given man his choice. So God would have to work through men to make sure that what he plans is brought back into order. So God was working that process and used Israel as that example so that we will be able to come back to the original design and plan of God. Are you here with me? Is that very clear? Okay, all right. So it is so important to understand that at this point where Israel decided that they want kings like other nations, then it means that they still are delaying what God wants to do with them and to do with humanity. Because God wants to reign through them so that Israel could have shown us the pattern. Are you getting the point? And, and yet Israel was stubborn, just like today. We are so stubborn. We want to live our way. God gave them judges through Samuel. And they said Samuel's sons were stubborn, were misbehaving. And so they want kings like other nations. Listen to me very carefully. God's choice is always the best. There can be issues that come out of God's choice for you. Listen very carefully. Yet... You cannot compare the consequences of your choice to that one. Write it down. So don't you think that when you are walking God's way, there will not be challenges. So all those Samuel's kids who were judges were giving them issues, they were still in God's plan. And if they were patient to work God's plan, things would have been better. And it's just like the way believers do. That when we are working in God's plan and purpose and there are issues, 
We try the world. We go the world's way. We want to do it like the way the world does it. And that's why they came to Samuel and said, we want a king like the other nations. And this has been their desire all through. So as a matter of fact, when God gives us things and we actually don't appreciate and are not grateful for them, they become a bother to us. So sometimes we are the ones who don't allow the systems of God to work because we don't accept it in total. We have a problem with what he is giving us and therefore we do not cooperate with it. So as a matter of fact, Samuel's sons had their problems, but the problem was much with Israel than his sons. Because although God had given them judges, they were not accepting them as God's choice for them. When you don't accept God's choice for you, it becomes a problem to you. Are you here with me? And understand this. So far as the world has still falling, and we have people in, in the falling nature, and we have the world in that falling nature, even in God's choice, we are going to have challenges. We are going to have challenges, but it will still take that same wisdom of God to sort through. As a matter of fact, that wisdom of God and that grace of God is what makes the difference between our challenges and the challenges of the world. How the world responds to their challenges and how we also respond to our challenges. So if you have that understanding that, oh, if it is God's choice, there will not be problems. No problems. That's God's choice. There's no problem with it. Nothing counts. Everything will be so, 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 so. And say, he, uh, he bought uh, my bread, sugar or cocoa. God will not give you diabetes. When even the world is talking against sugar, you are bringing God into sugar diabetes. <laughs> All right. So, so, so you must understand this, that any time, God is setting a path for you and there are challenges. Allow him to walk through you through the process. Say, allow God. Say, allow God to walk you through the process. So we saw clearly that God said, well, they have rejected me. Samuel, they have not rejected you because I chose you. So you are within authority. So if they rejected you, they have rejected me. Tell somebody, don't reject God. Say like you mean it. Don't reject God. Alright. So you see, God gave them what they wanted. God gave them what they wanted. Look at 1 Samuel 9, 1 to 2. There was a man of Benjamin whose name is Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zero, the son of Becharoth, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. <laughs> and he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Say he gives you what you want. When they, listen, when you are choosing a spiritual leader, you are looking at Handsome and beautiful. Look at the description that was given the guy. Everything spoken about him was carnal, was outward. 
And that's how we make choices. He gave them what they wanted. They wanted a canal. That's why I said like the other nations. When they are choosing kings from other nations, is that not what they look like? They look at somebody who is has physique, somebody who is nice, handsome. That's what they, so he gave them a king like the other nations. Handsome guy. Even Ghana, that's the way we choose our president. I didn't say that. Yeah. Is that not true, though? Papa Bruni. Hey. Gentle giant. Yeah. <laughs> Look at First Samuel 10, 9. So it was, when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. Did you see that God gave David another heart? Bible said, I have found David a man, what? After my heart. But this guy, God had to give him one. Even with that, he didn't yield. Even with that, he did not yield. Let's continue. Look at 1 Samuel 10, 11 to 16. And it happened when all who knew him formally saw that indeed, indeed, indeed means, hey, it happened, hey. It's, it's, it's happening, oh. Indeed, prophesied among the prophets that the people said to one another, what is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? It was not a compliment. They knew the guy. He doesn't come around prophetic meetings. He's not a spiritual guy. He's not someone who when he comes to the things of the spirit, the things of God, you see him there. Here the guy is now prophesied. Because God has given him another heart. But the point is, is he God's choice? Will he yield? So you see, God can help your choice. But he doesn't have the heart to yield to God. Say, living heaven on earth. So the guy was now a part of the prophets. And they asked the question, is Saul also among the prophets? Watch this. Then a man from there answered and said, but who is their father? Therefore, it became a proverb. Is Saul also among the prophets? So it was not a compliment. It's like, ah, right now the whole thing has been, is confusing you. Who is right there? And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. Watch. Then Saul's uncle said to him and his servant, where did you go? So he said, to look for the donkeys. When we saw that they were nowhere to be found, we went to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, tell me please, what Samuel said to you? So Saul said to his uncle, he told us plainly that the donkeys had been found. But about the matter of the kingdom, he did not tell him what Samuel said. The guy didn't bother about spiritual things. I'm, so, I'm sure he's thinking, he's like, Charlie, I'm a king, king, meaning king. What are they talking about? This is not my place. He's a young burger who has come to town. Went to fetch him. Come and represent God. 17. Then Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, what, was, what, what he said, at the coronation of the king, check what he said. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up, Israel, out of Egypt. Delivered you from the hands of the Egyptians and from the hands of all the kingdoms and from those who oppressed you, but you Today, today, you have rejected your God. Who himself saved you from all your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said to him, no, set a king over us. 
So is it God's choice? Set a king over us. Now therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen. And Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. These people, what is this? Therefore, they inquired of the Lord further. Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, there he is, hidden among the equipment. The choice of man. May you walk in the choices of God. Oh, praise God. Say, I want to live heaven on earth. Say, I've been created anew to live heaven on earth. By the workings of the spirit, I walk in the spirit. Look at 1 Samuel 50, 27 to 31. And as Samuel turned around to go away, Saul seized the edge of his robe and it tore. So Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. So the Lord is comparing his choice to their choice. His choice is always better than yours. Stick to his. Say, I stick to his choices. They are better than mine. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor relent. For he is not a man that he should relent. So the strength of Israel is God. The strength of the believer is God. And he won't sit down for you to go waste. Allow him. Are you getting the point? He said he will not lie. He will not relent. In other words, God is just, I mean, he wants to do everything to get your attention. So that you will follow. He wants the best. Are you getting the point? Meanwhile, we are talking about 40 years. 40 years. So rude for 40 years. Then he said, that is so. I have sinned. Watch this. Yet, honor me now, please. Before the elders of my people and before Israel. And return with me that I may worship the Lord your God. You see his mindset. When David sinned, what did David say? Acknowledge my sin. He truly repented. This one said, honor me before the people. Akpache, honor me. Look at 1 Samuel 13, 14. But now the kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. Say the Lord's choice. Look at how Peter prophesied this. Acts 13, 21 to 23. Afterward they desired the king. God gave unto them Saul. No, rather it's Paul, sorry. So, the son of Seas, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of 40 years, and when he had removed him, he raised up to them David to be their king. He raised up to them David to be their king. Say, God's choice. To whom also he gave their testimony and said, I have found David the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Of this man's seed, 
has God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a savior Jesus. God has a design. God has a plan. If you follow his design and his plan, it will lead you where he wants you to be. It is always the good place. Oh, praise God. So we can see clearly that it is not that God doesn't want rulership. No, he does. But our rulership is not like the other world nations. And we must get that clear. When you are a believer, know that you live in this world, but you are not of this world. So the word kingdom or the word good news is an exegetical word. God has a design from Genesis. He told us to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue. Is that not it? Is that not kingdom? Yes. That's kingdom. So it is not something that is not in God's design. But what the world calls kingdom is not what the, the kingdom of God calls kingdom. They are two different things. Look at Psalm 2 verse 7. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. I was talking about who? Jesus. So God has a plan to rule by man, Adam. Yet Adam failed. And God himself was in the line of bringing himself the man. He just needed them to follow. May you follow. Second Samuel 5 verse 7. Look at it. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. That is the city of David. So when you hear Zion, and Bible talks about New Jerusalem, it is after David. Because he is God's choice. And he actually falls in line the lineage of the son, God the man. Say, God has a plan. So John 20, 21, Jesus said to them again, Peace be to you, as the Father has sent me, I also what? Send you. Say, we have a part to play. So in other words, when we are born into the kingdom, we are sent to be agents of the kingdom. When he breathed on them, he said, Peace to you. Peace to you. Peace to you. Shalom. Completeness. Soundness. You can't find peace in the rulership of this world. You cannot find peace in the government of this world. Forget it. It's an illusion. Peace is found in Christ and in his rulership. Is that very clear? Yes. His rulership. In his rulership. Why? Look at Micah 7, 18. Who is a God like you? Pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. Peace can never elude you with him. This is his nature. He delights in mercy. His judgment is mercy. Are you hearing me? Oh, are you hearing me? Isaiah 42, verse 25. Therefore, he has poured on him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle. It has set him on fire all around. Yet he did not know, and it burned him. Yet he did not take it to heart. He actually brought anger on his own self. 
What you should have taken, he takes for you. Why do you forsake this kind of a kingdom? Why do you forsake this kind of a rulership? This is his nature. What should have come to you to kill you, he takes it. You think men do this? Tell me. When it's coming to them, what would they do? Oh, what would they do? They will turn it to you. He took it on himself. That's the God we have. Believe in his judgment. Believe in his choices. Praise God. And that's why we forgive others by the good news as God's agents on earth. Luke 24, 25 to 27, 45 to 47. It will always come through. So know that. Get used to it. Then he said to them, oh foolish ones, slow of heart. And to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things? And to enter into what? His glory. What's the glory? His rulership on earth. At the beginning of Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. God has already designed. He spoke in succession through all the prophets regarding this design and this plan. And through his dead burial resurrection, resurrection, this glory will now live in man. So as much as the institution of his kingdom is, individually the kingdom reigns in everyone. Kado kadaya kahas. When he was speaking, he said, no one will tell you what is good or bad. It's the kingdom is reigning. You have a witness in your spirit. 45 to 47. He opened the understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. This place is very important to me. He opened their mind. That they might what? What does that mean? They've been studying it already. Very crucial. Very, very. It means that they know the scriptures already. If they don't know the scriptures already, he can't open their minds to understand. What do you know? He wants to open your mind to understand the scriptures. Have you read it? Have you studied it? Because in the scriptures, God's design and God's plan of his kingdom has been spoken in succession. And they have read it and studied it, yet they didn't understand. So because they have read it and they have studied it, he was able to tell them, okay, from Genesis, this is what he said. Are you getting the problem? Exodus, this is what he said. Deuteronomy, this is what he said. Are you getting the point? Yes. So he took them through because they have studied. Christians today, you don't know anything about your kingdom. That's why it's easy to copy the world. And you copy the word with alacrity. Yes. And as a matter of fact, when you see the world, you enjoy what the world do and how the world does it. Because you don't know yourself. You don't understand your kingdom. When you understand your kingdom, you'll be content. Your life will be peaceful. There can be turbulence all around the world, but you are peaceful. Because something is working within. And the fruit will show outside. Tell them, study the word. Please tell them, let's say, study the word. Say, study the word. word. Then he said to them, thus it is written. And thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So this kingdom of God will reign in the hearts of men. By the preaching of the gospel. It starts with forgiveness of sins. That's how the kingdom reign starts. What it means is that everybody is given a clean sheet. 
from beginning to forever. Now, whatever you did, whatever you do, whatever you are doing will not be used against you. Hey, are you here with me? That's how your kingdom is. That's how your kingdom is. You have been forgiven. And then you become his agent to forgive others. You show them how he forgives. Because you know how you have been forgiven. Am I speaking to you? So you see, as you teach them about his forgiveness, you also show that you are forgiving. It's your nature now. You live a life of giving and forgiving. Oh, praise God. That's the life we live. It's the kingdom rule. It's the kingdom rule. Sometimes we would see that the unbeliever is doing some acts of goodness. Just like the believer. And these acts of goodness may look the same, but not the same. And in the series, we're going to go into it and you understand the difference. So you see, when you see an unbeliever doing acts of goodness, don't ever think it is the same as the believer. It is not. It is not. I was telling them on Friday. I remember clearly. I said, listen, some of you in this church, and I know because I'm the pastor, what you give if you were also hoarding them in the next five years, you would have been that millionaire. You would have been that millionaire. And then after being a millionaire, when you take like 100,000, I mean millionaire in dollar status, not Ghanaian, you just take 100,000 and go and splash it and everybody say, oh, he's a good man. Oh. Or you come to church and give us, and everybody says he's a good man. Oh. You have hoarded so much. Now you have more than enough. So when you give, is big in the eyes of everybody. So they think Charlie is a good man. You see a man buy how many cars? Find a place to park them. Get security for them. That man bought one of the cars, maybe $2 million. And then he will go and give charity. 100,000 Ghana cities. Say, he's a good man. Oh. He's a very good man. He's bought 100 cars. $2 million each. Calculate it. As a matter of fact, if he could give one car, and somebody will sell it. They will become a millionaire just like him. Are you getting the point? And it will spread across. Is that not it? The way the world does good is not how the believer does good. It's very different. Listen, what they... No, no, no this. They have also designed their rulership. Know this. They have, it's very crafty. And that's why most of us, our attention are caught easily. And we have grown up with it. So it's not clear. You can't see it well. You can't see. So, so you see, and, 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 and I ask myself, why would somebody buy so many cars? And every time they are buying more, there's something wrong with them inside. They need something. They want something. That's why they cannot be content. Are you hearing me? There's something. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. As worse, at worst, why not? A new one comes. You say, I exchange. I swap so that I get a new version. At least it makes sense. Why would I want? It doesn't make sense. There's something they are searching for they can't find. It's in God. Listen, when you have it, it's your most treasure. Know this. Know this. Know this. And that's why he speaks to us in Matthew 28. Verse 20, he said, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the, the king is ruling with us. In his kingdom, 
The word observe is the word terio. To keep, to guard, to obey, to keep watch upon, to protectively watch over something. What I have commanded you. The word commandment is in John 13, 34. Empoli. It means to, to actually renew something. To renew something. It's a renewal of something that I've already planned. So it's not something new. When in John 13, 34, he said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. He's not saying that, oh, it's new. He's, he's talking about a renewal of a certain understanding that has been there since he created man. In other words, man was created in love, for love, by love, through love, to love. But when man fell, that nature changed. And selfishness was now ruling in man. The kingdom of wealth, the wealth is the kingdom of selfishness. Is the kingdom of covetousness. Is the kingdom of greed. But the kingdom of God is the kingdom of love. Praise God. Is the kingdom of what? Love. Say, is the kingdom of love. Say like you mean it is the kingdom of love. Say like you mean it is the kingdom of love. 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 Matthew 26, 32 to 38. But after I have been raised, I will go before you in Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Oh, buddy. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. What is Peter following? The rudiments of this world. Believe in yourself. I believe in myself. When God is talking, you believe in yourself. When you hear messages that say, believe in yourself, run away. Believe in him. As you believe in him, listen to me very carefully. You will gain yourself. <laughs> he that loses his life shall what? Shall gain it. He that holds his life shall do what? Shall lose it. If I believe in myself, I don't need him. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus came to them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with, Peter, uh, with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. He began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Are you here with me? His soul was exceedingly sorrowful. Is it because of something he has done? That's our king. It's because of something you have done. But he wants to pay it for you. His sadness is because, not because of his situation. It's because of our situation. He came in, stepped in, died, took our place. That is the kingdom. We take the place of people. We take the mess of people. We love people who nobody loves. And everybody has rejected. We stand in for them. If everybody was doing that, tell me how the world will be like. Tell me who will be rejected. Because everybody will find acceptance with somebody and will accept ourselves and live in harmony. Praise God. That's our kingdom. That's our kingdom. That's our kingdom. He was exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Unto death. Unto death. Unto death. Unto death. 
Listen to me very carefully. What is working in him? And what is he working in? The Holy Spirit is working in him. And he is working the working in the spirit. When we talk about the gifts of the spirit, and we talk about the fruit of the spirit, that is how we live heaven on earth. Peter tried it. He failed woefully, did he? He was trying to work by his own machination. Even if me, I will never do it. 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 His master was going to pray. And he was not depending on himself. He was depending on the work of the spirit. Are you here with me? So he can walk in the spirit. Did you understand that? Did you understand it? Okay. Or oh, you're writing a song. Song is coming. But, but listen to me very carefully. This is not just an idea or an ideology. Please, that's not it. We are talking about God's intention, plan, that he carefully thought through that he has enacted in Christ for our good. It's not an idea. It's not a pilot program. It will be tested and tried to see whether it will be good or not. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Generations have passed. Generations have gone. Transgenerational. It stands the test of time. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. So we are going to actually be talking about the workings of the spirit and the fruit of what? The spirit. And we're going to go into it. And you will see how throughout from Genesis and through all the patriarchs, this same spirit has been working. But God was speaking to them in codified language that are now explained in the epistles. So you see, when you hear Apostle Paul talking, he's actually talking to the people because the people understood the codified language. So he will now bring them, like they have studied, he will now bring them to what he is saying. So they will know, oh, so God was speaking to Abraham about the workings of the spirit and the walk in the spirit. Okay. So God has always wanted to work in man. So man will walk like he walks on earth. Yes. To work in man. So man will walk like what? He walks. Yes. It has always been his plan. So when he said... He has created man in his own image and likeness. That is what he meant. That's, that's what he meant. That his spirit in man will work in man. So man will walk on earth like he is. And that's how we experience living heaven on earth. It's not somewhere. It's a relationship. No, it's not somewhere. So when I go to heaven, no, take your time. Yes, you will go. <laughs> but you, you have to live it here. Are you getting it? We live heaven on it. Yeah. It's a relationship. It's an understanding. It is the truth of life. It is the truth of life. It's the truth of life. Have you learned something today? Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Come.